0: you know what this whole thing has got me thrown off ladies and gentlemen welcome to the shipwreck show my name is shipwreck and i will be your hostess with the mostess. and today's exclusive is on rumble and on twitch and so this is gonna be a little weird for me because i've got rumble over here so i can see the live chat on rumble from Rasa. i got asb and fire talk radio in the house i have to refresh it i think to make sure that i'm checking that i'm seeing the chat uh, i think let me pull this over here Uh, maybe. So we're going to give it just a few minutes. I don't know. I hate this. Like I wanted to do this on YouTube, but YouTube went on a rampage last night and took down all of the video. Kat Soros, welcome to live, all of the videos of the Pelosi stuff. And they took down Project Veritas for their expose. On top of that, um, they didn't just take down the Pelosi stuff From like the news, because you can still find all of the stories like from, from New York post and all of that. You can find a lot of the commentary, but to find the entire video, which is what I wanted to play, they took all that down. And I ended up deleting all of my shorts about it because, well, because we're on our last leg. I there's, there's, I get one more strike and I don't even know, like cat, you're still in here with freedom. They took freedom fam, just bam. And I don't want that to happen. I put a lot of work in YouTube. I don't want to just throw it away. Um, but I want to give a big shout out to rumble because they stepped up and allowed all the stories to be talked about. They, they tweeted out, uh, their gratefulness to project Veritas. And so big shout out to rumble. I know I gave you a lot of shit because of your janky streaming service, but your updates have gotten a lot of better. I'm I'm here for it. I appreciate you rumble for being here. I appreciate everything that rumble does. I know they've had a big fight ahead of them too, in regards to being able to keep people being able to say what they want to say in regards to free speech. So shout out to rumble and everybody that works on rumble. Thank you so much for, for giving people a platform also on Twitch. Uh, we're obviously we're on Twitch. I can see your guys's comments on Twitch over here on rumble. I can see your comments if I look over this way. So I've got them very close, but if I miss one, um, That's why. It's just because they're scattered all over. Today, I want to talk about the Project Veritas and the Paul Pelosi story. So as a lot of you know, yesterday, the body cam footage and the security footage from the assault on Paul Pelosi, so Fancy Nancy's husband, the hammer assault, was released to the public. They had ended up taking it to court to get it released to the public. And then yesterday, it was just sent out. Now, the timing of this is really interesting because yesterday was also the day that Pfizer came out and gave their response to the Project Veritas um, expose. And the reason the timing of that is really important is because when Pfizer put out their response, they put it out at 8 p.m. on a Friday night because nobody is watching the news at 8 p.m. on a Friday night. Everybody's eating dinner. That's how the news cycle works. They did it on the download. They did it hoping you wouldn't see it. They also didn't take any responsibility. They also didn't deny that they were doing it. And we're going to read that whole thing today too. I've got a lot of videos to watch. So this is going to be a little bit longer of a show Hicktown, honey, and Angie Powell. What's up? You guys welcome to live on rumble and on Twitch race and Scott and fire talk radio. Welcome to the live. Um, I have all the videos in their entirety. So in each, a lot of these videos are 10 or so minutes long. So we're going to watch the videos in their entirety because so that you can make your own decision. And then I'll offer the commentary as to what I think is going on. And this is both from the Paul Pelosi stuff and the Project Veritas stuff. Also, I have Tucker's response to the Project Veritas stuff, which I thought was really interesting. He does a really good job breaking it down. It's also really entertaining. I don't go to Tucker for news. I go to Tucker to laugh because he does a really good job in entertaining the people. Scott, we are not on YouTube today. So one more time, we are not on YouTube today. The reason being is because the content that we're gonna be covering and the videos that we're gonna be sharing, uh, YouTube has determined that it violates their community guidelines. Took a bunch of people down yesterday uh, as a result. I managed to get my shorts taken down on my own before they came through our channel and did it. But a lot of the, the content that you're looking for can't be found on YouTube unless you go to like CSNBC and watch their conversations about it. So they didn't just take it down. They took down anything that went against the narrative to what the news is trying to portray. So I didn't want to risk it trying to do it on YouTube. I might post some of the highlights if I can, if I think that they're going to be good enough. I don't want to lose my YouTube channel, but I I know it's a matter of time. This is probably good because I wanted to kind of do this show yesterday. So it's probably good that we waited because it looks like they, they got real hoity about it. We also have James O'Keefe's response to the YouTube. I've got that video that we're going to play. I also have the text message or the tweets that Dr. can't i want to call him monroe but that's not it give me a second just a minute just a minute screenshots robert malone so robert malone was part of the project veritas they brought him in for commentary and then he tweeted out his response so i've also got those that we're going to go over too. angie tried on rumble if you're on rumble or you want to go to rumble rumble does a lot better if you have it in a like a streaming like a uh, um like an internet explorer that rumble does a lot better. You can see the the comments a lot better. That's what I found. If you can get the app to work super, I can't quite get the app to work. Hopefully rumble gets that figured out because obviously YouTube is not lighting up with a lot of things anymore. Um, So without further ado, we're going to get started. So the first thing that I have, I don't have any slides. I put this together kind of at the last minute. I don't have slides. I don't have any kind of, of things that I typed up or scripts or anything. I, we're just going to watch the videos and we're going to offer the commentary. So, back in October, you guys remember, we're going to go through Paul Pelosi first. Paul Pelosi was attacked in his home by a crazy stranger, supposedly, that's what they reported on a crazy stranger who came out and didn't know the Pelosi's at all and just attacked him violently for no reason. Okay the body cam footage and security footage was a, a hot topic that people wanted to see it because nobody believed it the whole narrative fell apart within a lack of 10 minutes everyone's like no like that didn't happen what is that then the neighbors came out and david papes son came out and was like listen my dad's not like that like it's probably his sex slave in the basement do you guys remember that we all knew it was bunk we just didn't know why and we didn't know how and that's how it was but there was a lot of petitioning to get the body cam footage because people wanted to see it and they had every right to see it this was the third in line to the president's husband this is important we want to know why we want to know what happened yesterday that footage got released we're going to watch it we'll talk about it and then we're going to get into project veritas so here's the first one this is supposedly the security footage from the back of the pelosi house i'm going to talk about the timestamps too so everybody just hold on to your nuts we also have our first look at the video on the attack of paul pelosi husband of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Look at this. Now remember I told you that there were gonna be things other than the police body cam that would be released. This is the surveillance video outside the home. And that is the suspect, DePack. And you see him, he put some items down, you see him breaking some glass and the, the fragments of glass. That are, that are breaking now. Emily, talk to me about this as evidence in the case.
1: Well, so keep in mind that this suspect is facing federal charges and state at the same time, right? In December, he was indicted. Penalty 20 years of federal attempted kidnapping of a federal officer, as well as federal assault on the immediate family member of a federal employer officer. That carries with it a potential penalty of 30 years In addition to that 20 and that's in addition to the six state charges that include assault and attempted kidnapping and more so what we're looking at here is an absolutely violent entering attempted entering into a home Mm -hmm. keep in mind that one of those charges is burglary which includes in it the false you know, entry into a home and abode with the intent to commit a felony. So what this is doing is step one of that burglary. Now we see him actually entering. Oh, that's frightening to watch. He is now inside the home of former Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her husband, who then suffered a brutal hammer attack.
0: Man, OK. Maybe. Maybe. Now, there are a lot of people that think that this footage is staged and we're going to go through the body cam footage, too. But I want to start with this. A lot of of conversations when this initially broke were the pictures of the Pelosi house that were put out on the Internet. Right. And a lot of the pictures had the glass being broke out versus the glass being broken in. I mean, it's it's it does look like he's I mean, obviously, he's bashing in the glass could spill out. Uh, But from the picture, and I don't think I don't have it, but from the picture, it does look like the grass was broken out, not it, but he was kind of just going to town and then he just crawled in. So there's a couple of things. One, the timestamp. Everybody wants to talk about the timestamps and stone. If you're in here, if not, I got to give a shout out to stone for breaking this down for me. Like I'm five, the time zone things and the the military, that's all just, that's my brain doesn't accept it. It just doesn't. I don't know why it never has. You think I'd be really good at it by now, but I'm not. So the bot the footage on the body cam, which we're gonna watch, is done in in kind of a different almost like a military time, and then it's two hours before the actual time and in California. So the time stamps on everything all lines up. Maybe except for this one. And the only way that this oops, I got a phone call. The only way that this one um could fall into that category where it's a different time zone is if the system that we're watching belongs to the Capitol Police. That is one of the ways that it could be. Um, and somebody else put it together too. They kind of, expl- they said it all happened within the time. So the timestamps don't really matter. Uh, it sounds like they're legit as as far as the time that the, the burglary happened and the time that they broke in. The next thing that we have is the glass versus in and out. It does look like the glass should have been going in. I don't know what all the stuff was flying. Okay. Uh, that is kind of weird. The whole, the whole footage was kind of weird with the glass, but more to come. Change of clothes was another comment that I got awfully frequently. It looked like he had changed his clothes from the time that the body cam footage to the time that the security cam footage looks like it has him in white shorts. The body cam footage looks like it has him in jean shorts. The problem is, is that the pixels and the lighting, I, I can't run with that either because of the pixels and the lighting and the, the security footage is black and white. So I can't really, I can't really run with that either. Okay. So I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the body cam footage now, and we'll talk a little bit more again once that's done. And I've got that right.
2: Here.
3: Yeah, definitely don't want all of here. I definitely don't want all of here. Hello. said 2620, right? No, 2640. Oh. Yeah, it literally said in there. Hi. Hey, guys. How you doing? How oh, are
4: yeah. What's going on, man?
3: Everything's good. Hi. I Drop know. the hammer. Um,
5: nope. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What is hard going on right? I'm not getting an answer on project. Oh, oh, shit. I'm oh. getting across the area that's going on.
3: I got him, oh, my oh. Edward 14, Everson, back up, Code 3.
6: Code 3, back up at six. Give me your fucking hand. <laughs> three- Give me your fucking hand.
4: Number 14, number 10, medics go three as well. You got it?
5: working 14, number
0: 10, medics go three. Affirmative. Okay. So Hicktown Honey on Rumble says no episode of Cops ever goes like this way ever. That I watched a lot of Cops before they took it off, and is kind of right. Uh, before we go on any further, if you're on rumble, if you could smash that rumble button, that, that thumbs up or the, the rumble button that we got, I would appreciate it. if you're on Twitch. I think there's a like button too. You can smash, If you guys could just smash the like button and help us get out there a little bit more just in case YouTube does ban us forever. I, I would appreciate it. Okay. So let's go through this. So the first thing that people brought up was the painter's tape. Why was there painter's tape on the door? It's a great question. I, I don't know unless they were painting. It is odd, uh, but uh, you don't know. And again, I don't know. So I didn't really pay a lot of attention to that. The one thing that did catch me was the address that they didn't know. So the cops supposedly reportedly at the beginning of this, they had no idea that this was the Pelosi home. Now, the problem that I have with this is that where are the Capitol police? So that's one. So if the Capitol police are the ones in charge of the security system and the ones in charge of protecting the Pelosi home, and I don't know if these were Capitol police or if these were just local PD, how do they not know this was the speaker of the house's house? How do you, how did you not know that? They claim they didn't know. I think you did know. And the the body cam footage, it just seems really nonchalant. In in my opinion, again, third in line to the president, I feel like there should be more um, a sense of an urgency to get there. Maybe not. Maybe I don't. Just don't know how cops work. I, it's possible. I just feel like there'd be a, a stronger sense of urgency to get there and to to be a little more forceful. I mean, you see the guy with the hammer, and you say, "What's up?" And not again. I'm not a cop, so I don't know. But I opened the door, I see a guy, like, the first thing you would think is to say, hey, put down the fucking hammer, my guy, like, to point, like, that's a weapon. But they didn't do that. So there's that. The beer in Mr. Pelosi's hand. Everybody talked about the glass in Mr. Pelosi's hand. And shout out to Just Justin on my Telegram, who's like, hey, why is there fresh ice in that glass? That's a great question. That's one people didn't notice. I didn't notice until he brought it up. The glass that he had in his hand. It looked like they had been having a conversation, like he'd had a fresh glass of water or a fresh glass of something in his hand uh, with ice in it, like he had gotten it. So at what point during this break-in, so I'm trying to put this together. Let me pull this back up. Hold on one second. I'm trying to put this. He did say drop the hammer, but it was in both the hands. Maybe, I mean, he did, but like that's not the first thing he said. The first thing he said was, what's up? It's just, the whole thing was just a little weird. Um, we're going to go through the 911 call too. So he just, they, it seems very nonchalant. It just seems very, I don't know, like, like I said, but the glass and the ice and like he had broken, in and he's like, you know what? And Paul's like, hey, let's just have a conversation. You're a stranger in my house. Let's have the conversation. Um, it's possible maybe he was drunk again. It's 2.30 in the morning. Let's listen to the 911 call. Here we go. Please,
3: 74.
2: Oh, I guess I told I guess I, I him to say. What is this? This is San Francisco Police. Do you need help? Oh, well, there's a gentleman here just waiting for my wife to come back. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back because she's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. Zero, okay. Do you need police, three, fire, a medical for anything? Eight
3: seconds.
2: Uh, I, I I don't think so. I don't think so. Zero two twenty three and fifty-eight oh.
3: seconds. Yeah. Uh,
2: there, there's the uh, um. Is the capital police Zero, around? Two twenty. No, this they, is San Francisco. They Jefferson. usually protect my eight wife. They usually here. They usually here at the house, protecting my wife. Uh, no, this is San Francisco police. Friday, October no, twenty-eight, two thousand um,
3: twenty-two.
2: Okay, well, zero,
3: uh, 20, and What do you think?
2: Fifteen seconds. Uh, he thinks everything's good. Uh, I, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. Zero, uh, two, okay. Call us back if you change your mind. No, no, no. This this gentleman just uh, came into the house. Uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. Zero, two, and so, uh, four, and 40, anyway, he told you me to know, put the phone do down. Do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He, he uh, uh, he has zero, this, he two, told me, he 20, he's, he's four, told me not to, uh, he told me not seconds. to do anything. What is your address, sir? Uh, uh 26... Two,
3: 20, five, and zero, what is your name?
2: Uh, my name is Paul Pelosi.
3: Friday, anyway, this, this gentleman says that,
2: 20, uh, he thinks everything ought to, you know, he's telling me to put the 80, phone down 20,
7: 20,
2: and uh, just 50, do what he says. Okay? Okay, who, what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. Oh. What's, that? what's that? My name's David. Da- the name is David. Okay, and who is 20, 20, David? 20, 30, I, I don't know. 20, I, what's that? 20, I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, uh, he says he's a friend, but... As but, I said, you I've never, but you don't know who he is. 20, five and no, no, ma'am. Eight seconds. Okay. He's telling me I'm being very leading, so I I gotta stop zero talking to you, okay? 20, five and okay. 50, you sure I can seconds. stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay? No, he wants me to get the off the phone. Zero, two, 20, okay. Six okay. And
1: zero, eight Thank you. Seconds. Okay. Bye. Uh uh-uh. uh. What the hell?
0: The so the guy just so the guy gets saved. Listen, listen. Okay, I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think I don't think it was staged. I'm just I think maybe parts of it was staged, or maybe we're not getting the whole thing. But I feel like. It's kind of, it's like, it's legit and it's, it's legit because it's just, it's weird. If they were going to fake this, like if they were going to reenact all of this to release to the public, does that make sense to release to the public? Like if they were going to redo it over again, which a lot of the comments in my, in my TikToks were saying that they felt like this was like a reenactment so that they could put it out to the public. Why wouldn't they do it in a way that supported the narrative to which they were trying to push in the first place? which was that David DePape was a stranger. So if I were to reenact something, that would have it be a little bit different than, than what it is now. I don't think, I don't know that it's fake. The security footage, maybe, that just seems a little weird. But I think the idea, the narrative that they're trying to push was fake. I think the whole, he's a stranger, we don't know him, he's queuing on. That was one, you guys like, he's queuing on. What the fuck do you mean? He's not queuing on, he lives in a school bus with a Black Lives Matter flag. You know, and a pride flag that hangs above it. And then his son's like, nah, they were friends and he was a sex slave. Like, no. But I think the footage and the night, I think it's legit. Um, it is really weird. Now, there's a couple things that are really weird about it. This was female voice. I'd say it was my husband's stepmom who has sundowner and is confused all the time. It's possible. The 911 operator is possible too. This is really odd for me. So, Again, you live in San Francisco, you are part of the police force and it doesn't, I guess it's not Capitol police where was Capitol police. So there's that, but then two, you find out that it's Paul Pelosi, the husband, you've got to know the address. I mean, there has to be some kind of list of people that, Hey, these are high profile people. This is important. Like this is like an assassination. I mean, she was still technically speaker of the house during this time. I think she was on her way out, but she was still technically speaker of the house. So either it's it's I think this is the actual footage, whether the incident actually happened or not. I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, The 911 call just doesn't have the same time as them. So we talked about this in the beginning, Rasa. The time actually is all accurate because they're stone. The timing is accurate because they run on like a different time, something with the time zone. It's like a military time. I don't remember what they called it. It's uh, the time zone thing is weird to me, but enough people put it all together and it's accurate. The time of everything is accurate, but I don't buy the reenactment, the reenactment thing that people are saying. I think, it. I think the footage is le- Zulu time. Thank you. UTC. I think the footage is legit. <laughs> and, but I don't know now, like, I don't know if the incident is because if you remember, this happened right before midterms, right, and and they were all projected to lose, but the Democrats were projected to lose their ass in midterms. I don't know if this was staged from the beginning. So I don't even like if Paul Pelosi was actually attacked. I, you know, and then the fact that they almost immediately tied QAnon to this just sent all kinds of red flags my way. That whether or not this situation actually happened, like where is David DePape? Why hasn't he spoken out? Like where, why haven't we seen, I mean, is he going to write a book? Maybe he'll write a book. I guess we'll wait for his book. I don't know that the whole thing happened. And then the hammer swing. You're look, I've done a lot of dumb shit, but I would never do dumb shit in front of cops. I think that's, that's, but maybe it's possible, but it's all weird vibe. And it seems not real. I, that's what I'm saying is I feel like the incident as a whole, was fake. And I I think that's what I'm going to go with right now. Or maybe like it was a, maybe the, the call and stuff was real. I don't know. I I feel, I just, I don't think I don't buy any of this. This was a huge story. Um, and I don't buy, I don't buy any of it right now. Yeah. No, he did it on his Twitter. So go find stone Bryson on Twitter. It's just at stone. If you want to drop your at, I'll throw it up on the screen. And he explained it, and then somebody else, Angie, it might have been Angie, too, they explained how the time zone things work. I can understand it enough to tell you it's legit. That's it. <clears throat> Angie Barnes says, I feel like if someone was hitting the head with a hammer, they would be on a life. Yeah, especially if you're 87 years old, I feel like that was thing. That would be a thing. The snoring was something else people brought up. They thought that was really odd that he would be snoring. But if you've ever been or I've been around a few people that have fallen unconscious, specifically old people uh, I used to work in nurse homes and hospitals. And when they do fall and if they are unconscious for any period of time, there is that deep snoring. It's it's that's legit. The snoring is legit. It can happen uh, with head injuries um, on Rumble. We've got he seems like he was being careful with his words. Riri says, Jennifer says it's all just bizarre. It is all very bizarre. Again, could it be theater just to try and sway the outcome of the midterm elections? Uh, it's possible. Smatter to what's up. It's possible. Um, I just don't know that I believe he definitely wasn't a stranger. It was very, very definitely. They knew each other. A lot of people had David DePape too, which also sends a red flag photographed at January 6th. As a photographer kind of in the background. And it does look a lot like him. You can Google that picture. It's still on Google. It was yesterday. I don't know if it's going to be today. Google's, Google's getting weird with the YouTube and the stuff. So that's where we're at with the footage on the Pelosi stuff. I'm just wondering if the whole thing wasn't staged and fake. The exorcism is, that's kind of another red flag for me. So then they took it like a whole weird direction. With an exorcism. Now the the Pelosi's are staunch Catholics, and an exorcism is kind of a taboo in the Catholic in, in Catholicism and the Catholic religion. So for that to even be put out, even by by Pelosi's daughter, is strange. It's one thing to know, and somebody else brought it up in my comments too. Pelosi's daughter is like a a, a film producer, like an underground film producer, aspiring film producer. So and they thought that someone in my comments thought that this was all put together. And she is the one that actually helped produce it. And that's possible too. That's not such a, there's not, we've seen some weird shit that is not such beyond such a, uh, the realm of understanding. And to add to that narrative, even further, the fact that it came out yesterday and bogged down the news cycle, everybody was talking about it even like your mainstream media who normally doesn't talk about negative press in regards to the, the um, elitist they were even talking about it. They have, it's like I said, it's still on YouTube for them. You can't post it there, but they can. It, it clogged up the, the news station. Bella says, wasn't there an interview of David just today? Let me look really quick before we move on. I haven't seen it. Uh, Paper. Interview two months, 21 hours ago. David DePape told cops he didn't want to fight. Is this it? Yeah, early in the interview. He confessed to when was this, though? So Paul Pelosi's attacker, this is according to the New York Post. This is 21 hours old. So this is new. So give me just a second. Paul Pelosi's attacker told cops he bludgeoned the politician's husband with a hammer in a bid to fight tyranny, bizarrely comparing himself to a founding father and ranting about the stolen election in a bonkers in a bonkers police interview that was also released on Friday. Okay. So the, the interview with him was released on Friday. It wasn't a new interview. It was the police interview. It sounds like he goes on to state like just like the founding fathers, they fought the British, they fought tyranny and they didn't just fucking turn it in. David DePape told San Francisco police officer during an interview after his arrest in October. And when I left my house that night, he continued, I went to fight tyranny. I did not leave to surrender. I am not going to surrender. I am here for a fight. David DePape was 42 and he wrestled. He and he said he wrestled the hammer away from Pelosi and struck him in the head several times because the 82-year-old stood in the way of his delusional mission to save America from the corrupt conspiracy led by the Democrats. See, none of that makes any sense because he is very much obviously based on just his home alone, not part of, of the the woke, whatever, whatever you want to call it, that other side, the Democratic side, right? And he goes on to state, if you stop me from going after you, you will take punishment instead. Uh, Early in the interview, DePape confessed to attacking former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's husband, telling an officer I was not trying to get away with this. I know exactly what I did. He said he broke into the Pelosi's residence by slamming through a lower level glass door to tie up Nancy Pelosi and hold her hostage and force her to tell the truth about President Joe Biden's stolen election, but that her husband was never a part of the plot. He was not my target. I even told him that, adding that he would eventually leave him. He would eventually wanted to leave him and take a nap. Uh, Paul Pelosi was asking me, so what do you want to do? I was like, can I tie you up? I want you to fucking go to sleep. But the break-in went South after police arrived and the men began wrestling for the hammer loading, leading to Pape to swing quickly at Pelosi said, full force. See, none of that makes any sense. If that were the case, why wouldn't he just stop then? If he wasn't going after Paul Pelosi directly, then why wouldn't he just stop? Why would he just, and then why would he attack him with the hammer in front of the police? That doesn't make sense. Again, I'm not trying to make sense of the senseless. I'm just saying it just doesn't add up. The incident, which unfolded in just seconds, left Pelosi unconscious with a fractured skull in a pool of his own blood. Asking during the interview why he intended to target Nancy Pelosi, DePape said that he had wronged the entire she had wronged the entire American public by submitting fake evidence to spy on Donald Trump's rival campaign. It originates with Hillary Clinton, but like Pelosi, they, Pelosi had ran with the lie. He said Democrats go from one crime to another crime until they were finally able to steal the election. He called the imaginary scandal worse than Watergate and said he wanted Pelosi to admit it. I was basically going to hold her hostage and I was going to talk to her in the basement, he said. If she told the truth, I would let her go scot-free. He said much of the interaction with Paul Pelosi was tame, including the time they spent talking in the couple's bedroom and the bathroom. Uh, According to the 911 call, that lines up. He pushed me into a corner where I have to do something, he said, of the police call. I explained to him, like, you know I have other targets and I can't be stopped by him. If I have to go through him, I will. DePape was also asked during the interview why he didn't leave the home after he saw Pelosi call 9-1. It's like, I didn't come here to surrender, he said. Look, nah, I don't think so. Um, failed mission, he only took his shot. So he ties, up, uh, he ties up Paul and takes a nap waiting for Nancy to get home. I've seen this movie a few times. This feels very like Danny Tanner. I'm just saying it was planned and it was played out. I, I don't know. I think the whole thing was orchestrated in order to try and sway the election. And I, But more importantly, and probably more relevant than, than the Pelosi stuff, is why it came out yesterday. Now, we're going to kind of move on to the Project Veritas stuff. So earlier this week, a couple days ago, three days ago, Project Veritas dropped a bombshell of an interview, a date, whatever you want to call it, like an undercover interview with one of the directors of Pfizer. And this isn't just a director. According to everything, all of his his blogs and his LinkedIn's, he was like third in line to the CEO, admitting basically gain of function. They couldn't call it gain in function, but they admitted that this is what they're doing. So they would infect one monkey. Then they would... Get that monkey sick, withdraw the vi- or the, the virus back out, mutate it, and infect another monkey. And then this would go on. And that's kind of like the I'm not a virologist. I don't know, but this is like the gain of function. So they kept mutating the virus in order to create new viruses and so on and so forth. And this is Pfizer. This isn't like the COVID labs. This is this is Pfizer. This is the company that is in charge of creating the vaccines that are supposed to help you combat COVID-19. Why would Pfizer be making viruses. And I mean, we all know the answer to that, but it's, it's an obvious question. Pfizer is in charge of making vaccines, not viruses. They're not virologists or whatever. Um, because it, so little wolf says, because not enough people are talking about that along with the footage of Ty Nichols. When people aren't watching that, they don't, I, the Ty Nichols thing is everywhere too. And I've watched that. I don't have a comment on that yet. It looks terrible. But again, i don't I haven't seen enough to to comment on the timeness. So more to come. Maybe on Tuesday's nooner, we'll cover that. Um, more to come on that. The project Veritas thing is i I honestly believe the project Veritas drop was what people were trying to what they were trying to distract you from um with the Paul Pelosi footage because at the end of the day, the Paul Pelosi stuff doesn't matter. Nancy's not a part of the the house anymore. She's retired. He's fine. Like, it really doesn't matter. It just proves what we already know. I think the footage is legit, but maybe the whole thing was orchestrated. That's where i met with the Pelosi stuff. But the fact that it was hit yesterday when the news cycle picked it up is insane. Because what also happened yesterday, 8 o'clock, was Pfizer finally responded to the leak that Project Veritas does. So we're going to move on about that. Earlier this week, Project Veritas came out. With this footage and expose, so there's two different videos that I'm gonna play for you. Both are long, they're both about 10 minutes. The first one is the entire video of everything that this director of Pfizer has to say, the second one is the exposing video. So, where he comes in and he gets all like, just have a seat right here, just let's just talk. Why don't you just sit down right here? I like all how to catch a predator style. And it was fabulous. And I'm going to talk about this too once we're done. So let's do the first video. And again, this is the undercover footage that they had.
5: Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this the you, you don't tell <laughs> <If> You got <laughs> problems. <you> don't tell anyone. <laughs> hey, yeah. We're exploring, like, not, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we could pro- <laughs> pro- we could create undoubtedly developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating f***ing viruses. We have be, like, very controlled to make sure Sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, it goes everywhere. Something crazy. It's the way that the virus started. And it moved on. I mean, to be honest, like it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I know. So-
6: Meet Jordan Tristan Walker, a director of research and development strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning at Pfizer. It sounds like gain-of-function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different.
5: I think it's different. It's like here's... It's definitely not gain-of-function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So Directed evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain function research of the viruses. Like, yeah. They'd not. But you do, like, these, like, selected directional mutations to try to see if you can it more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research on about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks, because, like,
3: Jesus Christ. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all
5: for all government officials it's pretty good for the industry to be honest yeah it's bad for everyone else in america why is it bad
3: for everybody else
5: because if the regulators so have approve our drugs you know that once they stop being regulated they want to go work for the company they're not going to be as hard for the company you know are
3: if this is the quality of individuals within pfizer that are making these huge decisions that uh, risk global public health. It's profoundly corrupt. What
5: is Pfizer doing, I guess, to optimize, you know, the vaccines now? Oh, we actually have a meeting about that today. So there's a lot. Really? They're doing uh,
6: I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> Our undercover journalist asked Walker how Pfizer is handling the fact that their COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus variants. What he said is disturbing. Listen to this we're exploring like no, you know how the virus keeps mutating yeah well
5: one of the things we're exploring is like why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can prefer, like, to create undoubtedly develop new vaccines right so we have to do that if we're going to do that though there's a risk of like as you could imagine no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses yeah <laughs> so okay. we're, like do we want to do this so that's like one of the things we're considering okay In, like the future like maybe we can like create new versions of the vaccines and things like that okay so mm-hmm. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. But that's why it was, <laughs> a, it was a thought that came up at a meeting, and we were like, why, why do we not? It was like, we're going to consider that. There'll be more discussions. Okay. Not exactly actually, right? We're like, wait a minute.
6: People like, won't like that. That's right. It appears that Pfizer is internally discussing the possibility of mutating the COVID virus themselves in order to tailor a vaccine to sell to the public. Listen to Walker describe in detail just how they would conduct such a scientific experiment. First, in living animals. So the way that we're thinking about it, don't tell anyone that's called. You gotta probably Okay right.
5: So um, the way it would work is like we put them in the virus in these monkeys. Okay. And then we successively like cause them to keep infecting each other. And we collect serial samples from them and then the ones that are more infectious, like the virus, we'll put them in another monkey and you just constantly actively mutate it, that's one way. Okay. Or you can even do like directed like simulation which like we Enough for her. and you just sample what the different, like, um, like, uh, proteins on the surface of the virus look like over time. Okay. So then you can see the mutation, you can have horses mutate in a certain way you want. Okay, but you have to be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't so create something that, like, you know, it goes everywhere. Something which crazy I is the way that the virus started and moved on To be honest, like, it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere. Like,
6: yeah, I know. Covid virus experimentation on live monkeys. This is unethical, to say the least, and Walker describes those experiments as if they are ongoing and not simply a hypothetical discussion. So,
5: I mean, when is Pfizer gonna implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know,
6: depends on how the experiments
5: work out, because this is just like something we're trying, right? It sounds like gain-of-function to me. I don't know, it's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this, it's definitely not gain-of-function. It sounds like it is, I mean, it's okay. No, 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 no. So directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution. Directed evolution. Directed evolution. Okay. <laughs> well, so I mean, is that what it is? Maybe I. I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to do game function research with the viruses, like rather yeah. than not. But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research ongoing about that. I don't know how that's gonna work. Might not be any more outbreaks. to take Jesus Christ. So, um, tell me more. Like, what's developing with the whole you know virus mutation process? Mm-hmm. Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but. Uh, it seems like from what heard, they're kind of optimizing it, but if you're going slow, they're very cautious. Like, you know, right. obviously don't want to kind of accelerate it too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying to figure out future mutation. Boy, so did that, did the
6: whole virus mutation thing, like, come from your executive, Sarah?
5: No, no, no. That came from, like, we have, like, chief scientific officers in, like, the other divisions.
6: In a subsequent meeting, our undercover journalist asked if this type of gain-of-function research is already being studied at Pfizer but no, as long as it's called directed evolution, Pfizer's in the clear.
5: What, what's the goal for, well, for so what Pfizer of doing that. doing that? So probably what they want to do is like to try to figure out, to some extent, try to figure out like, you know, there's all these new strains of variants that just pop up. Why don't we try to like catch them before they pop up in nature and we can develop a vaccine, vaccine for like new variants. Yeah. So that's why they're thinking like, if you do it, in the lab, then can say, oh, this is a new epitope. And so then if they, it comes out later on, like in the public, we already have a vaccine kind of working on it. Oh my god, that's perfect! Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that the, like the best business model though? Like, just control nature before nature even happens itself, right? Yeah, yeah. If it works, if it works. what do you mean yeah. if it works? Because like some of the times like we just mutations that pop up right? and we're not prepared for it, like with Delta or Omicron right. and things like that. So. Who knows? I mean, either way, it's going to be a cash cow. COVID would probably be a cash cow for us for a while going for it. Like, yeah. I obviously like
6: it. <laughs> Well, I think the whole, you know, I think the whole, like, research of the viruses and mutating it, like, would be the ultimate, like, cash cow. Yeah, it would be perfect. Now, you would think that creating viruses to sell the vaccine would be illegal. But no. The pharmaceutical industry, as Walker puts it, is, quote, a revolving door for all government officials, unquote. There's a revolving door for all government officials. Wow. Yeah, for any industry, though. So, like,
5: in the pharma industry, all the government uh, officials who, like, you know, review our jobs, mostly they come work for pharma companies. Like, in the military, like, all the, like, army and defense, like, government officials eventually go work for the defense company afterwards. Yeah. How do you feel about that revolving door? Like, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad
6: for everybody else?
5: Because if the who our drugs? know that once they're regularly, they want to go work for the company then I have be right.
6: We talked to Dr. Robert Malone, physician, scientist and author, to get his take on the comments made by Jordan Walker.
3: You're gaining function. you're creating a new function in virus one by adding elements from virus two, infecting one monkey and then another monkey. That's called serial passage that appears to have been one of the technologies deployed in the Wuhan Institute of Virology with the humanized mouse strains that I believe were obtained from uh, EcoHealth Alliance. That's an example of directed evolution. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all about what he's doing. The hubris and arrogance and immaturity, if this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that uh, risk global public health with such a casual disregard for the human toll, it's profoundly corrupt in terms of would it be feasible For Pfizer to circumvent international or national law, I think that is undeniable. And the gentleman in your investigative work has clearly indicated that Pfizer believes that it has successfully captured the regulatory apparatus of the United States government and presumably worldwide. Pfizer has completed regulatory capture, is quite proud of it.
6: With governments turning a blind eye and Pfizer hiding information from the public, this is an ongoing story. Be brave, do something, spread these videos, and stay tuned.
0: Okay, so we posted that video to TikTok and a lot of people, and to Twitter, and a lot of people had a lot of things to say. One of the comments that I got, and I wrote all these down, one of the comments that I got was, how did they not how did how did this guy not know how did he not know who project veritas was how are they not on to him by now and the answer to that question that i have i kind of think the same thing but you got to remember that we are pretty much in an echo chamber oh that we are not twitter switching up its algorithm the other day reminded me just how far we're not okay I really don't think that it wasn't like James O'Keefe was the one that he was on a date with. It was some guy that he had reportedly met on grinder and this had been going on for a while. So this, because this is how project Veritas works. They have people that people no just normal everyday people that come in and do this. Um, Another question that I got an awful lot in some of the hate comments that I got on why they don't believe it is because why would Pfizer hire someone who said that? First of all, the guy apps a fucking lootly works for Pfizer. Thank you to that zebra life. If you're watching or listening, she went on a deep dive uh, and found all of the archived blogs and his LinkedIn and everything before they could be wiped from the internet because they are now wiped from the internet. According to an internal source that project Veritas has at Pfizer, The man is still employed there. But as far as like publicly, he has been wiped from anything that has to do with Pfizer. He had a LinkedIn. He had a blog spot. He had all of these different social media profiles. He was writing all about what he was doing and how excited he was for it. He has pictures with all of the other Pfizer employees. Absolutely worked for Pfizer in that position. There is far too much proof to say that he didn't. Why would they hire somebody like that and put him in that position? Because of the way that he speaks. And I combat that with saying I at the end of the day would kind of agree. I would not hire somebody like that to put him in that position if they could not speak in a way that that was professional, I guess could just seem he seems very unprofessional, very naive, very um, uh, uh, immature. And I, I get it. But in today's society, we had somebody who was like the head of of, of what, like waste security for the White House who was stealing luggage and dressing like a woman, like, I I get it. Like I'm not hating. If you want to, if you're a man, you want to dress like a woman that's on you bet. Cool. Should you have the job? Absolutely. If you're qualified to do it, sure. But I bet you dollars to donuts. This guy was hired strictly to fill a societal quota. And that is where we need a certain amount of people that fit the societal standards, right? There's, there's, it's that way for every company. You need a certain amount of women. You need a certain amount of people who don't use pronouns. That's how this is going. Absolutely, would Fire do it or would Pfizer do it to hit that quota? Probably, yes. Um, plus at the end of the day, how did he not know? Or why would he not be more careful? How could he not be more careful? When people reach a certain level of their echo chamber, of their of in in their self-absorbance, they honestly believe that they're untouchable. And a lot of people that work for Pfizer, that worked for Twitter, that worked for all of these people that are are a part of this narrative or that are still buying into this whole woke narrative believe that they're untouchable, and they have been led to believe that they're untouchable over the last five years. Look at all of the power some of these people have with content moderation and mass reporting. And, and it goes down because we're the ones that are going against the narrative. They're the ones that are going with it. So they they have themselves in a position where they believe that they're untouchable. Obviously, they're not. Um, a mad demon lookalike. Uh, but I speak completely different when I'm speaking to my friends, how I suppose that I speak at work. That's irrelevant to me. That's what, and that's kind of how I feel too, except I don't a lot of times, like I'm, I'm kind of the same. So I, I kind of get it, but like, I, tw- I, I tie this into, to, to Hunter Biden and just somebody came at me and just tick tock, just calm down. Hunter Biden is very much, Hunter Biden was was a lawyer, right? Had all these positions that were high profile positions and was like doing these intricate business dealings with China and Burisma. Hunter Biden couldn't type a sentence in an email to save his life. His grammar was terrible. He couldn't spell. He he seemed like he was dyslexic. He would get letters and stuff mixed up. The Hunter Biden that they are projecting to the public is not the same Hunter Biden that they wrote those emails. They, they have, they're like two different people. They can project themselves to the public any way people want them to. Absolutely. I think they would hire somebody like that. Why he wouldn't have been more careful, especially as you're going to watch this next video. As we go on with this, we watch the next video. He even states that, Hey, you can't tell anybody about the really giggly and somebody else that he's thinking with the wrong head. It's possible. They were on a first date. They met on grinder. He just wasn't thinking. And so he just word vomited it out. It happens. Eagle, Mrs. Blue Whiplash got it too. Eagle, uh, Hicktown Honey on Rumble says, maybe professional people have too much ethics. They don't have a choice. It's possible. It's not how I would conduct. I would not open up uh, to anybody in that manner. Of, uh, even I just run a podcast. I, when I first date, I wouldn't. I would just, I just wouldn't. But I'm not him and, and he lives in California. And again, these people that are a part of this, this kind of ideology, have this false sense of entitlement to where they feel like they're untouchable. And you're going to see that false sense of entitlement in this next video, which I'm going to play. This is the reaction. This is the how to catch a predator reaction. Here we go. In five, four, three, two, one, go.
6: Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is, why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact oh that they're God. mutating what the COVID va- viruses? Is this
3: real life?
5: I'm literally a yeah. liar. What is, I was what trying to impress doing? a person on a date. What you're lying
6: Please, this is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not why the way why don't, are you doing don't this? tell this anybody.
5: He so like, was just working at a company to literally yeah. help well, the public. Story?
6: You f- up.
5: you really
6: did. It. Please read the cost. Can you please, please unlock pause. your door? No, you, no, don't let them leave. Please unlock the door. I, 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 give me why do you carry stuff? Please, please, unlock, please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. Unlock the door. The door. The door. We're trying to get you unlock the door.
7: Unlock the door. Spies are not wanting the public to know that you guys are doing directed evolution. Bro, what's going on here? I can't believe interview.
5: I don't. Know, it's freaking me out. It's these like flashbacks to that like same organization of like those conservative people who like randomly go into organizations and then like befriend people who work in these organizations and then report them, which oh, happened god. to people at Pfizer. So it's like it freaks me out when people start asking a lot like, of questions. about work. are just Oh, free. really. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Why yeah. would I do this? <laughs> because i I just want to know the answer. Not you reporting me. Oh my god. isn't be horrible. You better not be reporting me or something.
6: Hey there. Is this seat taken? Hi, Um, you work for Pfizer. My question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses? Is this
5: real life? What is happening here?
6: Why? What is going on here? This is absurd. Why does Pfizer want to hide from the public that they're mutating the COVID virus?
8: Oh my God.
6: You're on video. You're on video. (laughs) mutating what is COVID point? virus. I'm here? I need to call the police right now.
5: This can is
1: can I, can I I don't, I don't
6: know what's going on either. This is ridiculous. So you're on video. Uh, we're, 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 I'm a journalist.
5: Bro, first of all, I'm, I'm literally a yeah.
6: liar. He's he's on, Whoa. he's on video. You're saying we're exploring how the virus keeps um, mutating. Yes. One of the things we're exploring is
5: right
6: why don't we mutate the virus?
5: Why don't really need the right
6: now. So what uh, is this? please do. Please do call the police. Please do call the police. No, Please no, no, no. do. You
5: can't do this here, guys. You're exactly. not getting No, you can't do this So we can call the police before this
6: is... You're going to call the police? He's He's uh, going to call the police for asking him a question. Please do call the police. Please do. thinking about mutating. He's uh, on tape here talking about mutating the COVID virus. You're, can I talk to you outside about Absolutely this? Absolutely not.
5: And you're not even my wife on this. What is your name? Because you fucked up. You really did. I'm about to sue you. This is absurd. Please, please. You had someone mock me as if they're going on a date to record me? You don't even know my position at this. What, I was what, what trying to impress you? a person on a date by position? lying. I was literally trying. Okay. I'm not even a scientist by background. You know, what that I came from position? a consulting firm right. that does
6: business. Please, this is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. This
5: is absurd. So, you the talk
6: Please do call the cops. Please do. Please, why would you call the cops if you have nothing to hide? <laughs> so he's obviously having one of the most outrageous reactions I've ever seen. Uh, in the history of Project Veritas, he's threatening to call the police. Okay. He grabbed the microphone. The question is, why is he calling the police? Guys,
5: can you the police? Do you, want to the you
6: do you want to put me in jail for asking you a question? Yes, sir. What is the intention of calling the police?
5: They have like no one's right now. We have, what is this
6: Can I talk to you please about this video?
5: Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five, people. Right.
6: Why, why would you bring race into this?
5: Please bring the cost. It's very unsafe.
6: We have you on tape talking about mutating the COVID virus. No
5: one mutates a COVID virus.
6: Show you the vi- May I show you the video?
5: No, I want to call her. Please
6: don't have to leave. Do we
5: have to leave? Yes. Okay. No, you cannot just
6: leave. Do you want me to leave? I want the police to come here and see all you people. Because this is insane. Can, you, can I ask you about this, this video? Insane. Please. You can tell them about how you're lying to
5: a presser. Here, teeth. just go. Just,
6: is it true what, what you say? What is this?
5: No. I lose on a Thursday with a guy, and like normal men, you
6: lie to impress a date. Mutating viruses? Do you do you do you not work for Pfizer? This guy, I
5: thought he was a date.
6: Sir, do you not work for Pfizer? Do you no, work no, for? i a contractor. What
5: the fuck? are you talking
6: Do you currently work for Pfizer? Yes or no? Do you currently work for Pfizer? Yes or no? What
5: are you talking about here? Please, I want the cops to be here.
6: So you you don't work for Pfizer. you he doesn't want me to leave, ma'am. Don't let I, tr- <laughs> I. He wants the cops here, but he doesn't want me to leave. So I'm in a little bit of a predicament because she's asking me to leave, but he doesn't want me to leave. So what should we do? <laughs>
5: Okay, so these people have just, I was on a right. date. You're on a video here. These people literally left Look, out of nowhere. Pfizer is
6: mutating the virus. Unsure. This is absurd. Look at this no, video. No, I literally said that. What are you talking about? Well, this is not, why. the way, why don't, you don't tell I'm anybody. Someone,
5: so why this is just working at a company to literally help the public.
6: Why do you want to hide it from the public? Alright,
5: And I literally, I'm trust right
6: Why do you want to hide it from the public? If you suspect that, that mutating COVID virus, is this the way the virus started in Wuhan? Why do you think it's okay for Pfizer to do that? He's filming the restaurant owner right now. He's filming her. I don't know why he's filming her. No, don't would you like me to leave because he won't he's asking me not to leave and he's consenting to my presence ma'am are we allowed to just stay and ask a few questions it's pretty remarkable that they call the police on us every time we show up and ask questions every time you say Pfizer is planning on doing research in the future then claim that there's an ongoing research about that and that there better not be any more outbreaks which is it are these experiments happening or not Calling the police.
1: We can do
6: it
5: right up front. Yeah. Okay. No, not. Do
6: What's that? Are they locked us in here. Wow, look at that. Yeah. You do you want us to leave or not, ma'am? you lock the door, ma'am. Ma'am,
3: we're trying to leave, but you locked us in here. Call our attorney.
0: Can you please unlock your
5: door? Let us out. No, I don't know what's
0: going on. I don't want anyone to leave. But
6: right now, what's going on? What you trying to can show me? You me. Okay.
0: Can you please Keep unlock up. your
6: door? No, you, no, don't let them leave. Can, can you
5: unlock me. the door? I still like No, don't let them out. Don't let them out. Could please. you please let us leave, ma'am? Have to pizza. Is I don't know what's happening. I
6: don't We'd piece. like to leave.
1: We'd like to leave. Please
6: unlock the door. Please see because going No, it can't be me. Please 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 unlock the door. Give me why do you stuff? Please unlock. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. I'm unlock the door. 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 This is this is remarkable here. Thank, a you. thank you, thank you. We're trying to get, not, get unlock, the okay unlock, the unlock the door, unlock the door, unlock the door. It's not okay. Unlock the door, a a door. like that. It is not.
5: Stop. Let go of me. Now you're hurting me. What is going on here? You cannot just record people like that.
6: Come on. It's not okay. Come on. It's not okay. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. We're we're in New York City. This is remarkable what you just witnessed here uh in the restaurant come on guys where's the where's the car where's I mean, the vehicle keep walking come on this is insane you just witnessed one of the most remarkable interactions ever do we have the ipad so we're getting into the vehicle now where's our car stop
8: stop 36 stop.
5: Stop. 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 stop right there no
2: He's charging the guy, charging, charging, charging. You
3: can't make an arrest at this point
2: if you don't have to lift him
3: right here. Okay. If he was here, you'd arrest that guy?
5: If he was here, yes. Oh, then we could
3: just walk away then. Not worry about it. If, 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 if that's what you guys want to do, then yes.
0: Hoofta. Panic. Panic. That guy was straight panic. And... Somebody, what? What do we have? A question. So, would the restaurant owner be guilty of lawful detention? So, if you're listening after the fact on the podcast, what you didn't, maybe missed, was that the doors were locked when James O'Keefe tried to leave. And in the beginning, I think no, I think they locked the doors to keep other people from coming in while this was unfolding. That's how I see it. She seemed the restaurant owner seemed very just more concerned about getting them out of her restaurant than she did about trying to get anybody going to anything. That guy straight panic. He attacked. James O'Keefe for the and tried to get the, the the iPad and knocked it to the floor and even took it at one point, which the officers at the end, obviously, then were like, you know, you could ch- press charges for assault. But since James O'Keefe and the production team had left, uh, they weren't able to do that. Straight panic. A lot of people in my comments again on TikTok. I'm going to go back to this. Uh, so I got a couple things. <clears throat> people thought, is it fake? It seems very excitable and fake. I don't think so. I have followed Project Veritas for many, many, many years. And I, I don't get, and I've seen them do some big things like with their exposés, but I've seen some exposés flop too. It doesn't make sense to me for them to stage any of this and then to try and make a bigger deal out of it than it is um, when they could have just recorded it and put it out there. The information is still the same to make a big spectacle of it like this on purpose. Doesn't make sense to me. I believe that the footage is legit. And I believe that dude is full on, full on panic mode. Um, when he realizing, when he's realizing what's happening. Um, the guy was desperate Absolutely, fucking He was absolutely desperate when this happened. And I think his reaction again, I think is absolutely legit. And it should, again, led to the menta- lead to the mentality of, of some of these people who think that they're untouchable. And then when they realize that they're not, uh, or when things happen, how absolutely panicked they get and desperate that they get, it's interesting to me his reaction. Cause a lot of project Veritas, you guys remember the last one they did? It was a teacher. Uh, and I want to say, I don't remember exactly. He was teaching, uh, his kids about dildos in the classroom. I don't remember what school it was, but even when they did the, Hey, my name's Chris Hansen. Why don't you take a seat? The guy just left. Like he didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. He just left. So there was no explosive thing, but the information was still good. I think it was legit. Somebody said in the comments on Rumble, they said that this seems like a teenager who was throwing a tantrum to try and get out of trouble. He was trying to talk himself out of trouble. It looks like at one point either he's recording himself or recording the video or the uh, the owners of the restaurant talking into a video or he was live. And then he tried to jump in front of the car. Right. And then he created a scene where he was like pushing everybody around. And then he's like, well, now you're hurting me. Again, this goes back to the, this is the mentality of these people. People think that this is such a stretch that people would act so irrationally, but it's not. This is how shit like this starts. This is, then all we see is white James O'Keefe assaulted, you know, a black Pfizer representative and arrest, you know, that's, that's how these kind of narratives get started is because they act so irrational when they get caught or when they get confronted with something that they don't like. Absolutely, I feel like the reaction was 100% legit. Absolutely, I feel like the footage is 100% legit. I also feel like this is the reason that the Pelosi story came out when it did, because this is a big deal. Pfizer put out a statement, and I'm going to pull it up here. I'm going to read the blurb from it. So Pfizer's statement came out at 8 p.m. last night, right when nobody was looking for it. Nobody was going to read it. Nobody who isn't paying close attention, like we all are, gave a shit, right? 8 o'clock last night, so that it would just get buried in the news cycle. It goes on to state, in a limited number of cases when full viruses does not contain any known gain-of-function mutation, such virus may be engineered to enable the assessment of antiviral activity in cells. In addition, in vitro-resistant selection experiments are undertaken in cells incubated with SARS-CoV-19 and the neurotum to revel a You know what? That's fine. In our bi- secure biosafety level three. Whether the main proteins can mutate to yield the resistant strains of the virus. It's important to note that these studies are required by the U S and global regulators for all antiviral products and are carried out by many companies and academic institutions in the U S and around the world, which doesn't help. Their situation at fucking all because Dr. Fauci went on for two years talking about gain of function, said this is not what we're doing. Pfizer came out and said this is not what we're doing. Moderna came out and said this is not what we're doing. Now they're like, yeah, we're doing it, but we have to do it because it's common practice and we have to do it in order to create other vaccines in case these other. And we just hope that they don't get out. This is exactly what happened at the lab in Wuhan. So they were creating all of these different viruses and then one got out through a bat. I don't even know. Like, I don't know what the story is of COVID anymore. I don't even care, but they're like, yeah, we do it. But listen, it's for your own good. The gaslit, the gaslit, the shit out of everybody, but they totally removed this dude from anything that had to do with Pfizer. Like the look in his eyes too. Oh, he's almost afraid. It's not like he's just going to get fired or he's just really embarrassed or he's going to get in trouble. Like he almost looks afraid. And I'm not saying feel bad for the guy because he doesn't seem to have any emotion when he's talking about how they could potentially kill thousands and millions of people. That's cool. That's cool. But I work for Pfizer. But when the hammer came down, <laughs> he looks afraid, scared to death, scared to death. Okay. Now I have Tucker's commentary on this too. Tucker did a really good job in kind of breaking this down, but he does a really good job in, in. Talking about just how powerful big, just how big of a part big pharma plays in everything, in all of it. Big pharma is, is the main player in, in everything that's going on and they are powerful as fuck. So here's Tucker.
7: Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. How powerful exactly are the big pharmaceutical companies in this country? Well, that's a big question. There are a lot of ways to measure it, but here are a few ways you can measure it. In this country, big pharma can advertise its drugs directly to consumers. And that's a little strange if you think about it since consumers don't prescribe drugs, doctors do. So why are the drugs being advertised directly to consumers? That's allowed in only one other country on the planet, but it's allowed here. So it may not surprise you that in this country, drug companies spend more on lobbying the Congress than any other industry, a lot more than any other industry. And they don't do it by accident. They do it because it pays off in a deal like this, a pretty remarkable deal that drug companies have worked out with politicians. So the government uses your tax dollars to buy billions worth of their products and then in some cases forces you to use those products. Sometimes those products work, sometimes they don't work. In some cases, those products can injure you But no matter what happens, there's nothing you can do about it, because politicians have given these companies complete immunity. If their products hurt or kill you, you can't sue them. You're not even really allowed to complain about it. That's an incredible deal. Imagine if your company had struck a deal like that with the Congress. You'd probably be a lot richer than you are. So that's power. But it pales in comparison to what we're seeing right now. If you really want to understand how powerful Big Pharma is, consider the news that did not break today. The pro transparency news organization, Project Veritas, just released an undercover video of a Pfizer executive bragging on camera about how his company conducts a kind of Frankenstein science, manipulating COVID viruses for profit, imperiling potentially the entire world, doing it in secret, possibly in violation of federal law, bragging about this. So no matter what your politics are, it doesn't matter who you voted for, that's a huge story. And you would think every reporter in this country would be itching to follow up on it, calling Pfizer, telling the public about it. But no, that's not happening. In the 24 hours since Project Veritas posted this footage, it has been viewed more than 12 million times on Twitter. So the public is very interested. Why wouldn't they be? But the media are not. No other media outlet has covered the story at all. We checked. MSNBC and CNN, which perhaps not coincidentally take huge amounts of advertising dollars from Pfizer, those two channels have devoted a total of zero seconds to the story. We'll just go online and find out about it. Well, Google, the biggest search engine in the world, which has a monopoly on search in this country, appears to have gone out of its way to make it much more difficult for users to learn anything about the Pfizer executive pictured in the footage. And so there is, in other words, on television and in most places online, a near total media blackout of this story. How powerful is Big Pharma? That powerful. But we have the footage, and we're going to show some of it to you tonight because we think we should. Now, that footage shows a Pfizer executive called Jordan Tristan Walker. He is, according to the documents Project Veritas posted, Pfizer's, quote, director of research and development for strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning. That's a big job. Walker is very highly educated, and as we said, he's a high-ranking executive advisor. In fact, he's just two reports removed from the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla. His name is Jordan Walker once again. Here he is
5: you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate ourselves so we can can create, uncivially develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. Yeah. (laughs) So we're like, do we want to do this? (laughs) So that's like one of the things we're considering. Okay. Like the future, like maybe we can like create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay, so Mm -hmm. so Pfizer ultimately is thinking about
7: MUTATING COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public, no. (laughs) Pfizer's thinking about mutating COVID? We're not going to say it to the public. We're quoting. One of the things we're exploring is, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can preemptively develop new vaccines? Now, what does that sound like? Does that sound familiar? Well, it sounds a lot like the gain-of-function research you read about, the research that was occurring at the Wuhan lab just before COVID broke out of the lab and overturned the world and wrecked the US economy. That was the research that Tony Fauci lied about under oath. As The Intercept has reported, quote, scientists working under a 2014 NIH grant to the EcoHealth Alliance to study bat coronaviruses combine the genetic material from a parent coronavirus known as WIV1 with other viruses. Seven virologists told The Intercept that the research, quote, appears to meet NIH's criteria for gain of function research. In other words, it's exactly what it sounds like it is. So that also sounds like what Jordan Walker just described. So is Pfizer working on that right now? Well, in the clip you just saw, the Pfizer executive is careful to say it's not happening right now, but it is something that Pfizer is secretly considering without telling the public. But in another undercover video, also shot by Project Veritas, Walker suggests that research to mutate viruses is ongoing. They just don't dare call it gain of function. Watch. When is Pfizer gonna implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know, it depends
5: on how the experiments work out. Cause this is just like something we're trying, right? It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know, it's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like, here's... It's definitely not gain-of-function. Sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution? Directed evolution. Directed evolution, okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, is that what it is? Maybe. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to do gain-of-function research of the viruses. Like, yeah. they are rather not. But you do, like, these, like, selected, directional mutations to try to see if you can be more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research ongoing about that. I don't know how that's gonna work. Might not be any more outbreaks. Just take Jesus Christ.
7: Yeah, it's not gain of function. Oh no, it's directed evolution. So if you're wondering how Tony Fauci was allowed to lie under oath and get away with it, the FBI did not raid his house. He was never handcuffed. Maybe it's because he used a different term for the same thing. At Pfizer, apparently, they're just calling it directed evolution. Problem solved. And again, we want to remind you what we just heard, and we're quoting the Pfizer executive. You're not supposed to do gain of function research with the viruses. We'd rather not, but we do these selected structure mutations to make them more potent. There is research ongoing about that. Oh, wow. To make the virus more potent? You don't think COVID is potent enough? Kill millions of people. Well, Walker went on to say that Pfizer is trying to keep this research hidden from the rest of us. Watch.
5: Um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Mm-hmm. Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but uh, it seems like from heard they're kind of optimizing it, but if they're going slow, they very cautious, like, you know, right. they obviously don't want to kind of accelerate it too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing, because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying kind of, like, to figure out
7: future mutation. <laughs> yeah, you do. they're still kind of conducting experiments on it. You just don't want to advertise that you're figuring out future mutations. Figuring out future mutations? Sounds like they're causing future mutations. Now, it's obvious why this man seems a little uncomfortable at what the company he works for is doing, because the plan he describes, and we can't verify it's happening, we can only show you what its executive said, that plan could very easily cause a new pandemic and kill millions of people. And by the way, that's why gain-of-function research was banned until 2017, when Tony Fauci helped restart it. And the result was, of course, COVID. So if that happened again and anyone could trace it to Pfizer, that would destroy the company, if not the world. So Walker in this tape made it very clear that Pfizer is worried about a repeat of the COVID lab leak. Wait a second. We're all agreeing there was a COVID lab leak? Yeah, Pfizer's never said that in public, that the COVID Strain started in the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, where this kind of research was occurring. But apparently, everyone just knows that's true. Watch.
5: I have to be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something that, like you know goes everywhere. Something which, crazy. But is the way that the virus started it out on To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense IF this virus popped out of nowhere.
7: Like yeah, I know. So we just went through this three years ago, this month. And there was a global pandemic as a result that, again, killed millions of people and destroyed entire countries. It really hurt ours. So why would you even think about doing something like that on purpose once again? Why would you conduct this kind of research when everybody knows the consequences?
0: So this breaks this week. Paul Pelosi also, that footage that we've been waiting for months to get also came out this week. I think the Paul Pelosi footage was to distract people from this. And I believe I, that's what I believe because, again, I don't think the, the, there was a media blackout on this. Like, just like Tucker said, media blackout on this. Nobody's talking about it, but only, but the news stations are all talking about Paul Pelosi. But you can't talk about Paul Pelosi. Like, we can't talk about Paul Pelosi. You can only talk about Paul Pelosi if you work for CBS, because they took that down too on YouTube. It's still up on TikTok, but apparently Facebook was quick to take it down too. Instagram, I took it down myself because I'm I'm all, I I can't with Instagram. I'm still on restriction with Instagram. I've been on restriction with Instagram since 2022, probably this time last year. So I just took it down. Fuck it. Everybody knows it's there. It's on Twitter. But that's what it was. I I, I think because as I'm watching the Pelosi stuff. That that it being faked doesn't make any like it being reincarnated didn't make any sense because it reincarnated to the gay lovers quarrel thing that they were talking about. Uh, Whether he broke in that night or whether it was all staged, I don't know. But it was done to distract you from the Pfizer stuff. This is a big deal. This is a huge deal with the Pfizer stuff. And Pfizer was mad enough about it to shut all of their comments off on all of social media. They sat for two days. Before responding and then responded at a time in a day when nobody would even pay attention because that's how the news cycle goes. Two days they sat there trying to figure this out. They wiped this cat from the, the Pfizer internet. You can't find him anywhere. And we can't post about it anywhere except Twitter. And it's still on TikTok for some kind of, it's kind of on TikTok for me. I didn't post the whole expose on TikTok, it's like 10 minutes long. And Rumble, Rumble's going to let us post it. That's what they said. So that I think it was a cover up from this. And it's funny that Tucker brings up albert Albert Bola. It's weird that this happened this week, too. Again, we're going to go back with the timing, right? So Albert Bola is the the CEO of Pfizer. He was also in the news earlier this week. And I have this video. So he went to Davos because that's where they all go when they need a vacation he went to Davos and was confronted by two reporters from two different news stations asking about the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccine and asking just all kinds of questions like if he's gonna apologize because it doesn't work that also came out this last week and a half all of this stuff against Pfizer came out this last week and a half why
4: support like can I ask you when did you know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission how long did you know that without saying it publicly thank you very much I mean, we we now know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission, but why did you keep it secret? You said it was 100% effective, then 90%, then 80%, then 70%. But we now know that the vaccines do not trans stop transmission. Why did you keep that secret? Have a nice day. I won't have a nice day until I know the answer. Why did you keep it a secret that your vaccine did not stop
8: transmission? Is it time to apologise to the world, sir, to give refunds back to the com- countries that poured all their money into your vaccine that doesn't work, your ineffective vaccine? Are you not ashamed of what you've done in the last couple of years? Do you have any apologies to the public, sir? Are you proud of it? You've made millions on the backs of people's entire livelihoods. How does that feel to walk the streets as a millionaire on the backs of the regular person at home in Australia, in England, in Canada? What do you think about on your yacht, sir?
4: What do you think about on your private jet? Are you worried about product liability? Are you worried about myocarditis? What about the sudden deaths? What do you have to say about young men dropping dead of heart attacks every day? Why won't you answer these basic
8: questions? No apologies, sir. Do you, do you think you should be charged criminally for Alberts. for some of the criminal behavior you've obviously been a part of? How much money have you personally made off the vaccine? How many boosters do you think it'll take for you to be happy enough with your earnings? Nothing? Who did you
4: meet with here in secret? Will you disclose who you met with? Who did you pay commissions to? In the past, Pfizer has paid $2.3 billion in fines for deceptive marketing. Have you engaged in that same conduct again? Are you under investigation like you were before
8: for your deceptive marketing, sir? If any other product in the world doesn't work, as promised, you get a refund. Should you not refund to countries that laid out billions for your ineffective vaccine? Are you used to only sympathetic media,
4: so you don't know how to answer any questions?
8: Is that it?
4: Shame on you, sir. Shame on you. That's Albert Bourla, the boss of Pfizer. His people were pushing us around a little bit. He's pretty fit. I don't reckon he's had one jab. I'm huffing and puffing a bit. At least I didn't have any myocarditis. (laughs)
8: Um, I, 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 I dare say he's shocked that in his safe space at the WEF here in Davos that he was challenged in a way that he's never to date been challenged. Well, that's the thing. We're
4: not accredited media here. We're on the outside of the perimeter. So he's only used to the softballs from CNN and MSNBC and people like that. I asked him a real question about product liability. No answer. A real question about Pfizer's past deceptive practices. You know, they paid the largest fine in American history to the Justice Department for deceptive marketing. I don't know if that's underway right now. I don't know if they're being investigated, but I think they should be. When did he know that the vaccine didn't actually stop transmission? I wanted to find out because surely he knew before we knew. Why didn't he tell
1: us?
0: That was in Davos where they talked about eating bugs. Listen, there's too many Pfizer stuff going on the last two weeks for it not to be Pfizer. It's too weird. And then they won't talk about it. Like nobody, nobody's allowed to talk about the the Pfizer stuff with Project Veritas. I'm sure that video would go down other places if we tried to put it on YouTube or on anywhere else. Um, and I'm not going to try. Nobody's allowed to talk about it. But everybody's allowed to talk about Nancy Pelosi. Well, everybody but you. It's interesting to me that I don't normally go with the distraction stuff, but I feel strongly in my gut of guts that the reason that the the footage for the Pelosi's was able to come out uh, this week or the court date or whatever, and to distract you from whatever Pfizer's, all the stuff that's coming out about Pfizer. I really do believe that regardless of it. The sad thing is, is that the people that need to see it and the people that need to understand it and the people that need to believe it won't They'll they'll dismiss it as being right-wing conspiracy theorists. And that's what's sad as they line up for their fourth booster, right? They won't believe it. And that sucks because they should. And that's people's lives. Like regardless of how you feel about it emotionally, uh, these are people's lives. They're real lives that they're putting on the line on the basis of, 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 A lie. That sucks. Now, again, all this stuff had been wiped off. And Project Veritas, they got suspended on YouTube. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't been suspended before. But they've got suspended on YouTube uh, for one week. And this was uh, James O'Keefe's response. And this is what we're going to wrap with.
6: So um, YouTube just took down our Pfizer expose. It had 800,000 views. YouTube gave us a strike and will not let us post for a week. And it gave us this reason. Listen to this, medical misinformation. YouTube doesn't allow claims about COVID-19 vaccinations that contradict expert consensus from local health authorities or the WHO. Doesn't allow claims about COVID that contradict expert consensus. These were not our claims. These are the claims of a director advisor. I I really think it's third world that um, big, massive corporations team up with big tech monopolies to target journalism in these United States. It's just wrong. And um, I think they'll regret doing this. We know that there are sources in Pfizer today that tell us that Pfizer is going through turmoil today. A lot of people. Uh, talking about what they're doing inside. They're in damage control mode. There's more information coming out. Uh, nothing stops. To us.
0: I do like James O'Keefe. I, I think he's just, I think he's neat. Um, I've liked him since the the Congress thing, right? Where they he had to go and testify in front of Congress and he wa- he's walking down the hall and he's like, my name is James O'Keefe and I am not suicidal. I, just, I think he's just neat. I've followed him for years. Uh, Even when they weren't as big as they are now. And I think they're just the shit. I'm here for it. Um, So General Chaos says, I really want to have these execs really take. I doubt it. I I really do. I doubt it. I I don't think that they have. um, I don't think anybody from the administration has. I think that you're seeing a lot of obviously died suddenly a lot of famous people are dying suddenly we got to be really careful with that too just because somebody young died suddenly doesn't mean that it's you have to go and verify that they were vaccinated to then check at the timing be really careful with that stuff too i see a lot of grifters putting out there like i saw one yesterday somebody put out where she was 16 years old and she died suddenly. well after looking into it and this guy's got a huge workout she died she had like an underlying like she had an underlying health issue and it never there's no jab you can't prove that she was jabbed. You don't know that she was jabbed. There was nothing tying her to the jabs. Like, and she, but she had been sick for a long time and like, this was kind of anticipate, like, it's not really that suddenly we got to be really careful with that too. You don't want to be a part of the problem by pushing that kind of stuff. Same thing with the time timestamps on the Pelosi stuff. Once we got that figured out, we need to correct it because I don't know. I didn't know how any of that worked. That's why I really didn't talk a ton about it because I didn't really know how any of that worked. Um, Be really careful with that kind of information. Stone Bryson says Pfizer is one of the most powerful organizations on the planet. So the distraction angle tracks this time. It really does. Again, I don't like the the whole distraction. Plenty of people say it in my comments. This is a distraction and we need to talk about what's important. And I'm like, look, we could do both. Look, we just did. It took us 90 minutes to talk about both, right? And then to tie it together. I do strongly believe the Pelosi shit, just because it's so ridiculous, is a distraction is a distraction from what happened with Project Veritas, is a distraction from what happened with Pfizer. I think Pfizer knew that Project Veritas was coming out with this, uh, that they probably had maybe a 24-hour notice to try and get something done. And then I think that's when these docs were released with the Pelosi's. <clears throat> because it, it's interesting to me that we've been talking about the footage for months and nothing, nothing, nothing. And then boom, Now, oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, now we went to court, we got it, now it's all good. I don't think that that's, I think that Pfizer knew this was going to be coming out and maybe they were granted a little grace to try and figure it out. Cause they shut the fuck down. They, and they're not, their statement is completely just bullshit. And it was buried because now everybody today, so everybody yesterday is talking about the Pelosi stuff. Everybody is today is talking about the other footage of the cops in Tennessee who beat that young man to death. That's what they're talking about today. And then really this kind of got, eh which is obviously the point. So be diligent, be really careful with sharing any kind of information about that and, and more to come. If more comes out with project Veritas stuff, we'll cover it too. And if he comes out with anything else, obviously we'll cover it too, but it does seem like we probably gonna have to do it here. We'll see, but that's it. That's all I got for today. You guys, uh, do I have anything else? We'll go over that Tuesday um, I'm going to do a nooner on Tuesday. I want to talk about Ukraine and some of the stuff that they have been going over. And there was a couple of other things that I'd written down. That's going to be Tuesday's nooner. That stuff can go on YouTube um, just because it's it's common now. I mean, it's out there. It's not anything controversial as far as what that looks like with the tanks and what's going on with Ukraine. Uh, so that'll be more on Tuesday. Tonight we're going to be live on YouTube with Shannon. Shannon's driving tonight. Uh, and we're going to be live on Rumble too. So if you're on Rumble, you like Rumble, you can stay here. We're going to be live on Rumble, Twitch, YouTube, we're going to talk about the Anunnaki and this is Shannon's life. She's going to drive. She's putting it all together um, and she's going to be the one tonight. And so more to come. That's going to be 8 p.m. Such a standard time tonight to learn about the Anunnaki with that. You guys, I love your faces. Thank you for being here. Thanks for sticking it out with us. I appreciate you more than you even know. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys.
1: Back off. I'll take you one.
2: Pet strong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wong, you're hedged wong, you're hedged wong. Take you on, really strong, sing <laughs> dong. Take you one Back off, I'll take
0: you one. Pet strong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong, your head's wrong.